0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church, an outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. In
1: Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, and in verse 1, it says, Now it shall come to pass... If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. So there really, he's talking primarily about nations. And in this case, our nation. Of course, this was originally written to the nation of Israel. But, of course, it's God's Word, and if it was good for Israel, it's good for America. All right? So God wants America to rise up like a great light and be an example to the world. Why? To be able to push everybody around? No. To be a blessing to everyone around. To be a blessing. God wants to exalt our nation. He wants to exalt you personally. Not because... You're better than anybody else, but so that you can help others. So that you can be a blessing to others. You know, it's hard to be a blessing if you're not blessed. So thank God we can be blessed and thus a blessing to others. How does it happen? If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today. That the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. In other words, you can't escape it. You obey God, you're marked for the blessing. It's going to hunt you down. It's going to catch up to you. It's going to overtake you. I'm reminded of Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me or follow you all the days of your life. When the Lord is your shepherd, goodness and mercy is tracking you down. It's following after you. Hallelujah. And so it's going to overtake you. It's going to catch up to you. It's good to know that something good's following you. Something good is after you tonight. The blessing of God is after you tonight, to overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Do you love the Word of God? Then you love His voice, and you hearken to what He's saying. You hearken to the Word of God. Now, notice verse 3. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. I mean, when you're a doer of God's word, you're a follower of God. When Jesus is your Lord, he is your good shepherd. He says to you that uh, whether the city or out there in the country, he said, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. City, it doesn't matter if you're in the city. It doesn't matter if you're in the country. You're going to be blessed. Verse 4, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. The produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. In other words, all the things that you possess, all the good things that you have in life are going to be multiplied. They're going to increase. They're going to increase. They're not going to diminish. They're going to increase more and more and more. How many people can use a little bit more of what you're already enjoying in life? Yeah, God wants you to have more. He wants increase for your life. Verse 5, he says, Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Verse 6, he says, Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. It doesn't matter where you are. If you're blessed, you're blessed. Verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. That's exciting news. Verse 8, the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. The Lord will establish you. As a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. In other words, you're going to have favor with folks. They fear you. They respect you. They're going to give you first place in life. Verse 12, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Of course, again, as a nation... It would be great if America was just in the lending business and not in the borrowing business. In other words, the economy is just soaring and all the nations are coming to America for help. That's something we want to see happen. That's something that is the result of the blessing on America. You think about all these years that people have been singing, God bless America. A lot of times folks are saying, God bless America. They're singing the song, but they're not really thinking about the impact of those words, the impact of the blessing being on America. If the blessing is on our land, man, we're going to be the lender. We're not going to be the borrower. We're going to be strong militarily. We're going to have a strong economy. That's how it's going to be for our nation, and not only our nation, but for you as an individual. You'll have money where you'll be able to lend to others. You'll be able to give to others more abundantly. People will be able to come to you for help and you'll be able to assist them. Because you have the finances. It's not a problem. That's the result of being blessed. There's a scripture over in Proverbs that says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it, So the blessing will make our nation wealthy. The blessing will make an individual like yourself wealthy. All right? Does God want you blessed? Yes. God wants you blessed. That's why he said if you obey, this is what's going to come on you. This is what you're going to have. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be prosperous. Verse... 13, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You'll be the leader, and you should be. If you're following God, then people should be following you because you're going the right way. And if you're going the right way, then you're going to lead people the right way. So you should be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. Remember, all these blessings are contingent upon something we do. We obey God. Now, to obey God, to obey his word, is to simply believe his word. Not just mentally assent believing, but to believe with your heart and to walk it out. In other words, to live out the word of God by faith, by faith. Living by faith in God's word is obeying him. And The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you can't please him if you don't live by faith. And one of the reasons is, is because the Bible also says that uh, the Lord takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So he takes pleasure in your prosperity, but if you're not believing him, then you're going to not have the blessing on your life like you should, and so therefore, you can't prosper like you should. And he delights in your prosperity. So that's why it doesn't please him when we're not uh, prospering, when we're not obeying, when we're not walking by faith, when we're not walking by faith. Verse 14, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or the left to go after other gods to serve them. Now, Up to this point, he's been talking about the blessed life, but now he switches gears and we go into verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. So we're about to read now, here in the book of Deuteronomy, about the curses that come upon a person for disobedience. Now hold on, don't. Don't turn off your device. Do not go away from this message. You need to hear me through because I've got really, really good news for you. In fact, all of this is really, really good news. Even talking about the curses, and I'm excited about talking about the curses tonight. I mean, I'm more excited talking about the curses than the blessing. You say, why in the world would you be more excited about talking about the cursing than the blessing? Well, New Testament, Galatians chapter 3. Let's look at that. Galatians, the third chapter. Once you see this, I think you're going to get excited about the curses too. Galatians 3. And in verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Notice that. what has he redeemed us from? The curse of the law. What's that? That's what we're reading here in Deuteronomy chapter 28. We are reading it right now. We're going to get into talking about the curse of the law. And notice the Bible says in the New Testament, Christ has redeemed us. He's redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That. The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that they might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Notice, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. To redeem means to buy back. To, to buy back. We had sold ourselves out to sin. To Satan and to the curses. The curses listed here under the curse of the law. We sold ourselves out to sin. We belong to Satan. But glory to God, Jesus came and bought us back. With his blood, he washed away our sins and laid claim to our lives. Now we belong to him. And so, therefore, we're no longer under the curse of the law. Any of the curses that we're about to look at. So, as we begin to look at these curses in the light of the New Testament, in the light of Galatians 3.13 that tells us Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. As we do this, we are seeing what we've been redeemed from. And what should never come upon our life. We're looking at something that Jesus became for us. Every curse in the curse of the law. Jesus took upon himself. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. As he hung there on that cross for you and me. He became all of this. So that you and I would have none of it. That we would have none of this in our life. So you need to know what you've been redeemed from. Because if it tries to come upon you, you need to rise up in faith. Faith in the word of God and say, no, 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 no. That's a curse. Christ has redeemed me from that. You know, there's been a lot of religious people that have seen people suffering. And they've said to him, well, now, you know, God puts these things on people to test their piety. Or God puts these sicknesses or these curses or these things upon people to teach them something. Or, you know, this is God's way of disciplining people. No, these are curses that are the result of sowing to sin. Sin produces death. All these curses are expressions of death. And so sin produces these things. God doesn't bring curses to punish people, they are the result of sin. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah your own sins will correct you. God God's not gonna correct you with some kind of curse. No, that's just the consequences for sin. Whatever a man sows, that's what he reaps. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to of the flesh reap corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap everlasting life. In other words, if you sow to the flesh, sow to selfishness, you're going to reap curses. But if you sow to the Spirit, to love, you're going to reap blessings. All right? It's as simple as that. And that's really what judgment is. When we're talking about the judgment of God, all the judgment of God is is people reaping the consequences of their sins. That's it. They're being turned over to reap the consequences. of. They're getting what they deserve. But mercy is you not getting what you deserve. Mercy is you getting forgiveness... And being rescued from the consequences of your sin. So when Jesus came, he didn't just become our sin. He became the consequences for sin. He became the curses that come as a result of sin. In other words, Jesus reaped your harvest of disobedience. He reaped the consequences of your sin. He, he reaped the consequences for my sin. He took it for us. And if he took it for us, then we don't have to take it. We don't have to take it. So even if we've missed it, when we turn to God and repent, and we say, Lord, forgive me, I repent of that. We take responsibility for our actions. He forgives us of our sins. He cleanses us. From all unrighteousness. And he removes the consequences of the sins. He removes the consequences and turns it into a blessing. Isn't that an awesome? That's the love of God for you and I. He didn't just take your sins, but he took the consequences for your sin. So when you repent, you're not just forgiven, but you're healed and you're delivered. And you're prospered. He takes care of you in every area of your life, just like he does a blessed person. When he took the curse, Jesus, all that was left for us was the blessing, right? That's what we just read in Galatians. He became a curse for us that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. Hallelujah. There is no excuse for not being blessed. And there's absolutely no excuse... For being cursed. Jesus took the curse. And all that's left is the blessing. Now all we got to do is believe it. Believe it and speak it. Believe it and speak it out. Speak it out. So let's go go through these curses. And as we do, we're going to speak out some things. We're going to speak out Galatians 3.13. We're going to declare Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And we're gonna list these curses. Now, this is an exercise that I've done just by myself. I've done this as an exercise for myself, and man, it just strengthens your faith. So, by the end of this, you're gonna, if you follow me, if you flow with me, you cooperate, participate, your faith is gonna be stronger. You're, and, and you want your faith stronger because it's your faith that allows the blessing to flow. In and through your life. So here we go. Verse 16. Cursed shall you be in the city. Cursed shall you be in the country. In other words, no matter where you are. Where you move to. Say, I just can't stand it. Everything's going wrong here. I'm going to go down to Florida. The beaches are open. I'm going to go move to Florida. It don't matter where you go. It doesn't matter if you go up to the cabin in the mountains. It doesn't matter if you go down to the beach. It doesn't matter what you do. You're cursed. You're cursed. If you're cursed, you're cursed. No matter where you go, you're cursed. But guess what? You and I, that's not so. Why? Let's say it together. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. In fact, we're not going to say me. We're going to say us because that's what it actually says in Galatians 3.13. And we're not just thinking about ourselves. We are thinking about our nation as well. We're going to emphasize that on certain, certain verses but Christ has redeemed us. We're claiming this for ourselves. We're we're declaring this because it's so. And we're just agreeing with God's word. And so we're declaring this concerning ourselves and our nation, our nation. Because God wants to continue to bless America. God wants you and America so blessed that he became a curse for us. That's how much he wants you blessed. He wants you blessed so bad, he said, I'll take the curse for him. I'll take the pain for him. I'll suffer for him. That's how much he wants you and I blessed. Verse 17. Curse shall, shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. In other words, the things that you use to bring in income would be cursed. But guess what? Ready? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Say it again. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Verse 18. Curse shall be the fruit of your body or your offspring, the produce of your land and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. Man, nothing goes right for you when you go in or go out. Uh-uh. Christ, God say it together, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Verse 29: The Lord will send on you cursing, confusion, and rebuke. In all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doing in which you have forsaken me. Where it says cursing, the Lord will send on you cursing. That could be turmoil and confusion. You could say chaos, misunderstandings, embarrassment. You'll be embarrassed. And rebuke, you could say, criticism. You'd just be constantly criticized, criticized, confused, embarrassed, put to shame. It's a curse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of confusion. Say it with me. Come on. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of confusion. Christ has redeemed us from chaos. Christ has redeemed us from being embarrassed. Christ has redeemed us from criticism. Christ has redeemed us from perishing quickly. You can just repeat all those things after me. Stir your faith up. Verse 24, verse 21 rather. The Lord will make the plague, that's pestilence, disease, pandemics. He'll make the plague, a pandemic, cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. That's a good one to know right now. I got news for you, pandemics are a curse. It's right here, Deuteronomy 28. Christ has redeemed us from pandemics. Christ has redeemed us from disease. He's, he's took it. See, so when Jesus went to the cross, he became that for us. He took that for us. So we're not going to have it. Hallelujah. Say, I've been redeemed from disease and pestilence. Hallelujah. Verse 22. The Lord will strike you with consumption. That could be tuberculosis. Tuberculosis is a potentially... Serious infectious bacteria, a bacterial disease that mainly affects the lungs. Boy, that kind of sounds familiar. That that kind of goes along with this uh, coronavirus. How they talk about how it affects the lungs. They all this talk about ventilators. Friend, I got good news for you. It's a curse. It's a part of the curse of the law. Corona is a pandemic and a lung infection. Christ redeemed us from it. He redeemed us. It's right here in Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah. So when you see all this all this fear over the coronavirus and the flu you rise up and declare Christ has redeemed us. Not just me, but all these people wearing masks. Christ has redeemed us, not just me, but this nation. Our country, we're, we're blessed. Christ redeemed America from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed America from tuberculosis, consumption, lung infections. He's taken it all, lung disease. Jesus bore it in his body for us. See, most America doesn't know that. That's why we have to release our faith for America. With fever, fever, The let oh, talk about the flu. Get your flu shot. I'm giving you a flu shot right now. Praise God forever, man. Take your Galatians 13 and just stick it in there. Just stick it in there. Get it in your heart. And take your flu shot. Get your flu shot in there. Praise God. It is the cure-all. God's word, faith in his word, is the cure-all to every kind of sickness, every kind of disease, every kind of fever. Every kind of fever. Infectious disease. He goes on, verse 22, with inflammation, swelling, we could say. With severe burning fever. That's talking about having a high temperature. Burning hot, just burning up. It's a curse. So as you're thinking about that fever, you're thinking about those high temperatures. You're thinking about inflammation and swelling and all these things. You're remembering, Christ has redeemed you from that. Hallelujah. Jesus took, you mean Jesus took that for me? Yep. Jesus took it for you. Jesus took it for us. Jesus took it for this nation. Most of them don't know it, so we'll just claim it for them. Praise God. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of consumption. Say it. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of fevers. Infectious diseases. The flu. Inflammation. Swelling. High fevers. I've been redeemed from it. Hallelujah. That means there's no place in your life. No place in your life. He goes on. uh, With the sword. With the sword. With scorching. And with mildew. It's mold and fungus. They will pursue you until you perish. Notice that. They'll pursue you. Remember, we were just talking about the blessing. And how surely goodness and mercy... Shall follow you all the days of your life. God's blessing is pursuing you and overtaking you. And you say, Well, what about the curse? Here it talks about the curse pursuing me. You've been redeemed from that. Praise God. Say that with me. Say, I've been redeemed from the curse of being pursued by curses. Curses can't pursue me because I'm blessed. Amen. Goodness and mercy is following me. That's what's coming up behind me, not curses. Verse 23. And your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze, and the earth which is under you shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust, and the heaven. From the heaven, it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. You know, we could just look at that uh, concerning our nation as a total economic collapse. Total economic collapse. Verse 25. The Lord will cause you to be... Aren't you glad we're not going to have a total economic collapse? It doesn't matter how bad it gets. Christ has redeemed us from it. Praise God. Say that when we say Christ has redeemed us. He's redeemed America from an economic collapse. Wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We've been redeemed from it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. See, we're in faith. We're in faith. God, we're in faith concerning your word that it's not going to happen because you redeemed us from it. Because, you know, if it happens to America, it happens to you, right? I mean, we're in this land. So, thank God it's not going to come near us. Our land is blessed. Our economy is blessed. Verse 25, the Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. And you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. In other words, no victories. No victories. You're just a loser. Think about that. Not having victories and being a loser is the result of being cursed. Say it together. Christ has redeemed us from being failures, from being losers. I cannot be a loser. Christ redeemed me from it. I'm a born-again winner. Hallelujah. Yeah, born, born, a born-winner, a born-again winner. Born again winner. That's what makes us a winner. Not just because we were born physically, but because we were born again spiritually through our faith in Jesus Christ. That's what makes us winners. Verse 26, man, I've been redeemed from being a loser. I like that. Hallelujah, man. Just think about that one for a little while. Ooh, glory to God. I can't lose. I can't lose. I've been redeemed from it. I've been redeemed from it. Say it, I can't lose. I've been redeemed from it. Say, I want you to participate with me tonight. I want you to say these things with me because it's going to strengthen your faith. Your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and no one shall frighten them away. Say, what what does that mean? Well, you know what? I I, I remember one time I I was watching a documentary on the Holocaust And how the Nazis had come and and slaughtered millions, like six million or more Jews, Jewish people. Just slaughtered them. And there were times where they just had bodies stacked up in piles. I I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Bodies, using bulldozers, you know. Had these bodies just stacked up out there in the street. Nobody burying them, you know. Just Just like he said here. And I remember I, I, I turned it off, I walked away, I was like, my Lord, how, how could that happen? And, and you, you kind of think to yourself, Lord, you know, where were you? When all that happened, where were you? How did, how did you allow that to happen? And it was kind of stressing me a little bit. I wasn't saying those words, but you're, you're, you're wondering, you know, you're, you're just, it's just such a horrible sight to see. And I, I went over to my Bible and the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, it's the curse of the law. It's the curse of the law. It's exactly what it was. It was the curse. And you know what's so sad about it? Jesus came to those Jewish people and redeemed every one of them from the curse of the law. But, like the Bible says in another place, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. See, this is why without faith it's impossible to please God. When we don't know his will, and we can't have faith in what he's done for us, and what he has for us, then we go without, even though he paid such an awful price to redeem us. He paid such an awful price for all those people to be redeemed from all that torture and all those terrible things that happened to them. But yet, they still suffered. They still suffered. They still, they still died. They still found themselves left out there. Their carcasses were left out there in the streets as food for the birds of the air. Just like it says here. I, I know we don't like talking about these things. But we, it helps us understand. Why do things like this happen? How can we prevent it from happening in America? How can we prevent it from happening in our lives, in our nation? How can we? Know the truth. Jesus said, you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Know the truth. Believe the truth. Speak the truth. Release faith in the word of God. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He's redeemed us from these kind of things that have happened throughout history. we got to declare it. That's how we protect ourselves. That's how we protect our nation. Praise God forever. Verse 27. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt. Now, let me just you know, clarify. The Lord will strike you. We keep hearing that. <clears throat> the Lord will strike you. The Lord will make this happen. Again, what it's talking about there is the Lord's justice, his judgments. And what is his judgments? It's people reaping what they've sown. Now, we understand from the New Testament That the Lord is not the one literally striking people. But because he has set up these laws of sowing and reaping. The Lord is, the, the, the Old Testament is accrediting God with it. But we know from the New Testament that it's Satan who comes to steal kill and destroy and that he's the destroyer the devil is the destroyer and he's the one that strikes people again acts chapter 10 verse 38 the bible declares how jesus of nazareth went about doing good and he healing we know he healed he healed people that were blind lame i mean he healed and delivered he even raised people that had died he raised them from the dead He went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. So in other words, all those people that were healed were not oppressed by God. They were oppressed by the devil. So the New Testament gives us more light, more understanding of the works of the devil and what really is God and what really is of the devil. Under the Old Covenant... They didn't talk much about the devil. And I believe one of the main reasons for that was they didn't have authority over the devil. They didn't have the name of Jesus to be able to cast out devils. But thank God under the new covenant, which the Bible says is a better covenant than the old covenant because it's established on better promises. In other words, you get everything under the old covenant and more. And for one, there's a whole lot more light, a whole lot more revelation under the new covenant, through Jesus Christ. <clears throat> now we know we have authority over the devil. So now God can talk to us about the devil. God can let us know all about the devil because we could do something about him. And it's up to us to do something about him, to use the name of Jesus and bind evil spirits, cast them out, take authority over them. That's our responsibility. He's given that to us. He's told us to go in his name. And to do these things. When it says, the Lord will strike you. Again, you have to interpret that in the light of the New Testament. You're going to let the New Testament shine on that. We know it's the devil who's actually, he's the one behind sin. And he's the one behind death. The Bible refers to death as an enemy. And again, sickness, disease are all forms of death. So, death is an enemy. That will be destroyed when Jesus returns. When he comes back, he's going to cast hell and death into the lake of fire. And it will be destroyed forever. So death is not in partnership with God. God is not behind death. Death is a work of the devil. It's a work of the devil. All right? We know it's the devil that's behind afflicting people. Doing these things to people. Verse 27. Again, the Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors. That could be like cancer. With the scab, that could be like skin cancer. And with the itch, that could be any kind of thing that's causing you an itch. It could even be hemorrhoids. From which you cannot be healed. You cannot be healed. It's a chronic condition. Nobody could do anything about it. Guess what? Christ has redeemed us from it. Christ has redeemed us from the boils of Egypt. You say, "What are the boils of Egypt?" Well, if you go back over to Exodus chapter nine, you remember when uh, Moses took some soot from a furnace and he threw it up in the air, and uh, you know before Pharaoh, and it became fine dust over the whole land of Egypt, and festering boils begin to break out on the people and on the animals in the land of Egypt. But not on God's people. That's what's so awesome about it. The curse came upon the Egyptian, but it did not come upon God's people. None of God's people had any boils. Why? Because they were blessed. They were blessed. You and I are blessed. We're too blessed to be cursed. Think about that. We can go through a cursed earth. And know that none of these things can cling to us. None of these things can chase after us. None of these things can touch us. Because we're blessed. We're surrounded by the blessings of God. So that's the boils of Egypt. So say this. Say, I'm redeemed from boils. Painful boils. Tumors. Cancerous tumors. Scabs. Skin cancer, skin conditions, things that cause me to itch. I'm redeemed from it. Jesus took it for me. Therefore, I'm not taking it. I resist it. It has to go because I'm blessed and not cursed. Glory to God. Never never let somebody tell you, God, you know, allows these things. No, we allow things. We allow things by not standing in faith on God's Word. You see, well, I've been dealing with this for a long time. Stay in faith. Well, it's been a long time now, and I still haven't seen my healing. Well, continue to increase your dosage of the Word of God. Increase the dosage, right? Isn't that what we do? You know, from a natural standpoint, people will go to a doctor. And they'll say, you know, it's, it's, it's still there. And he'll say, well, let me... Uh, let me prescribe some uh, something else for you, and and that's sometimes we got to find some more scriptures, study the word a little bit more. Here's your prescription for life. Here's your prescription for healing and health. It's right here in the Word of God. Sometimes you just got to increase the dosage. All right, we're going to increase that dosage. Uh, I need you to take four a day. All right, I need you to take four of those a day. So you get in your you get get out your Gospels. pills. And, uh, and you take your Gospels, right? Amen. You fill yourself up with the truth. You fill yourself up with the truth. It strengthens your faith. Declare it, declare it, declare it, declare it, declare it, declare it, declare it. Because God's word will not return void. It will accomplish what it is sent forth to do. Can you say amen? All right, thank God. Verse 28. The Lord will strike you with madness. Madness. It could be foolishness. From foolishness to just stupidity. You're getting dumber. More stupid. That's not good. To the point of insanity. just absolutely lose your mind. That's a curse. That's a curse. Madness. Madness. Being crazy is, is a curse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of madness. Say it. Say Christ has redeemed us from the curse of madness. Madness will not rule our land. You know? All this craziness. You got all all this craziness. Now, Christ has redeemed us from craziness. Craziness is not going to run rampant in our country. Madness is not going to run rampant in our nation. Christ has redeemed us from it. And blindness... And confusion of heart, verse 29, and you shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually and no one shall save you. Notice that. You shall not prosper in your ways. That's a curse. That is not a blessing in disguise. (laughs) I love all these people. Well, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And, you know, sometimes what we think is a curse, you know, is really a blessing in disguise. No, he tells you what is a curse in in his sight. God is telling you what's a curse in his sight. And what's a curse in his sight is a curse in our sight. It's not a... It's not like a curse to us, but it's a blessing somehow to God. Well, maybe God's doing something. No, it's a curse. It's a curse. Now, God, God might turn the curse around and turn it into a blessing as you get in faith, but that doesn't mean God sent the curse in order to bless you. No. I mean, you went the wrong way, but God redeemed you from it and got you out of it. That's all that means. God doesn't send curses to teach us something or send curses to bring about a blessing. A curse is a curse. God don't want you curse. Curses come as a result of disobedience. Jesus took our disobedience and he took our curse. So it does not come to us. It does not come to you and me. So you shall not prosper in your ways. Say, I've been redeemed from the curse of not prospering. I prosper. Amen. You shall Be only oppressed and plundered continually. I've been redeemed from being plundered in Jesus' name. And then he says, and no one shall save you. In other words, no doctor can save you. Nobody else's faith can save you because you're cursed. Oh, thank God we've got help. Hallelujah, we've been redeemed from the curse of helplessness, of hopelessness, where nobody can help us. Verse 30 You shall betroth the wife, but another man shall lie with her. That's adultery. I got good news for you tonight. Christ redeemed us from the curse of adultery. Adultery is a curse. So declare it. Say, Christ has redeemed us from adultery. Our marriages are protected and blessed. Isn't that good news? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Especially in this perverse and adulterous generation. It's good to know that we've been redeemed from it all. We've been redeemed from it. Verse... 30 continues, he says, You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grapes. In other words, you're unsuccessful in your business endeavors. You know, you, you go ahead and start a business, you try to do something to bring some increase, but it just fails. It's unsuccessful. Well, Christ has redeemed us from failing businesses. My businesses can't fail. What I put my hands to prospers. Because I'm blessed. I can't be cursed. Christ redeemed me from the curse. Your ox shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. In other words, you got no appetite. Everybody's going out to killing your ox, cooking the thing, and you are like, I, I don't have no appetite for this. You know, life is miserable. When life is miserable, you know, you just who wants to eat, right? A lot of times, people they just they lose their appetite if they're sick or they're oppressed. Your donkey shall be violently taken away from before you and shall not be restored to you. You, you know, you are going to be a victim of theft. That's a curse. Praise God. Say it with me. Christ has redeemed us from theft, from being a victim of thieves. Hallelujah. Nobody can steal our stuff. Nobody's going to violently take our stuff from us. That's a curse. I've been redeemed from it. I've been redeemed from it. Your sheep shall be given to your enemies, and you shall have no one to rescue them your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people and your eyes shall look and fail for longing for them all day long. Well, that could be they've been kidnapped. That's a curse. Your kids being kidnapped is a curse. Or they've been enslaved by some people. No, thank God Christ has redeemed redeemed us from that curse. And there should be no strength in your hand. In other words, there's Nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about anything that's happening to you. Can't do a thing about it. No, thank God we can. Praise God again. Christ has redeemed us from helplessness. Verse 33. A nation whom you have not known shall eat the fruit of your land and the produce of your labor. In other words, other countries will dominate your country. And you shall be only oppressed and crushed continually. just defeated, defeated, defeated. Just always defeated. Defeated. Thank God. Say, Christ has redeemed us from being defeated and from other nations dominating our nation. We're the head and not the tail. We lead the way because we're followers of Christ. We're a Christian nation, not a pagan nation. In Jesus' name. That's what we declare. Verse 34, so you shall be driven mad because of the sight which your eyes see. That's just like a nervous breakdown. You just, you see all this stuff going wrong in your life, and you have a nervous breakdown. Say what with me, say, Christ has redeemed us from nervous breakdowns. And we, we don't have nervous breakdowns. No, peace. We got peace. We've been redeemed from nervous breakdowns. Verse 35, the Lord will strike you in the knees and on the legs with severe boils. Which cannot be healed. It's chronic. And from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. You just think about all the suffering that people go through in these areas. But you and I, praise God. What do we say? Christ has redeemed us from severe boils. Yeah, I've been redeemed from it. I've been redeemed from it. Verse 36, the Lord will bring you and the king whom you set over you to a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known. And there you shall serve other gods, wood and stone, you know. And, you know, they can either just take you to another nation or they can try to convert your nation into another nation. Uh, This nation, America, was raised up as one nation under God. Not one nation under gods. Not one nation under idols. Not one nation under wood and stone images. No, no, no. America has, has always been primarily a Christian nation. Right? But there are those that would try to change all that. And re-educate this next generation and say, no, no, no. we're We're not. We were never really a Christian nation. We were just a a whatever nation. Whatever goes nations. You know, any kind of God. We serve any kind of God. Now, the currency says in God we trust. I mean, you go to Washington, D.C., and you see God just in stone everywhere. Scriptures from the Bible written on all kinds of uh, monuments and things. And yet, you know, I got my little Apple device and I got a calendar in there and it gives me all these different holidays. You know, then they say, these are uh, American holidays. These are, these are you know, our, our national holidays. National holidays. Now, I know about Christmas and I know about Hanukkah. But uh, my kids came home and they were talking about Kwanzaa. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's one of our national holidays. I, I, I never knew that. I never knew Kwanzaa was our, our national holiday. I'm in my 50s now, and I'm just finding out that Kwanzaa was, is our national holiday. I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's quite a change. So, I don't know what, what they're celebrating, but, um, you know, thank God for them. You know, then you come over to April, right? So, you get Easter Sunday, but on my, on my Apple device, it says Earth Day. There's an Earth Day. Praise God. That's a national holiday. Birthday. I, did, I didn't know that was a national holiday, and Ramadan is also there on my calendar too. But I never knew anything about Ramadan when I when I grew up. Ramadan is just kind of I got that late in life. I, maybe I'm just a little late in life. Maybe that's my problem. I've, I've just been maybe I've just missed it. And then and I was looking at my calendar and I saw that in May that uh, Cinco de Mayo and Eid al-Fitr uh, was was a couple holidays in, in, in national holidays in in May, and then in June June it didn't. I don't know what that is. July. al That's another uh, national holiday in America. Didn't you know that? I didn't know that. But, but I'm learning. You know, I'm a little slow, like I said. Uh, you know, in August, they have Ashura. Ashura. That's another national holiday. And then, of course, November. I know about Thanksgiving. But uh, I did never hear about Duwaya. 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 I don't know. So, um, but anyway... Going back to our, our verse, verse 36. The Lord will bring you and the king whom you set over you to a nation which you neither, which neither you nor your fathers have known. I, I don't know this nation that they say is our nation. And there you shall serve other gods. That's a curse. That's a curse. Let's say it together. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of serving other gods. Praise God. Verse thirty seven. And you shall become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations where the Lord will drive you. You shall carry much seed out into the field, but gather little in, for the locust shall consume it. In other words, you work harder and harder, you work hard, but you you, you, you get very little for your work, for your labor. You get very little. That's a curse. Verse thirty nine. You shall plant vineyards and tend to them, but you shall neither drink of the wine or gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all your territory, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil from your olives. Your olives shall just drop off. You shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. You know, Jesus said, "Whoever sins is a slave to sin." So, you know, you could look at that in that way too. That uh, your children will be slaves to sin, and it says they shall go into ca- captivity. In other words, they're they're not they're they're going to stay in captivity. They're slaves to sin. They're in captivity. In other words, we could say they're slaves to sin, and uh, they can't ever get free from their addictions. That's a terrible thing. But that's a curse. That's the good news. It's a curse. God says it's a curse. And he says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of our children being slaves to sin. Why don't you say that? Say, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of our children being slaves to sin and to be bound by addiction. Christ has redeemed us from having children that are addicts, drug addicts. Amen. That's a curse. Praise God. Start declaring that not only over your own children, but how about over the children of our country? Let's break all this addiction that's going on in our nation. Verse 42, locusts shall consume all your trees and the produce of your land. The alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. In other words, you're demoted and you're downgraded. God wants you promoted. He wants you promoted and exalted and lifted up. But this is a curse. So say, say, I've been redeemed from the curse of being demoted. And downgraded. Verse 44. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. In other words, you're going to live in debt. You'll be in in debt to others. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. In other words, you can't lead. You can only follow. Say what we say. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of debt. I've been redeemed from debt. I've been redeemed from not being able to lead. Amen. All right, let's, we got, we're running out of time, so we gotta jump. Let's, let's jump to uh, verse 58. If you do not carefully observe the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues. Notice that, you and your descendants, extraordinary plagues, diseases. Great and prolonged diseases and serious and prolonged sicknesses. What's he talking about here? He's talking about hereditary diseases. Hereditary diseases. Say it with me. Say, Christ has redeemed us from hereditary diseases. Glory to God. Our bloodline is Jesus now. We got clean blood. We got holy blood, free of disease blood flowing through us. Our blood is sanctified from sickness and disease and from our past. Verse 60. Moreover, he will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt, of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Say again, Christ has redeemed us from clinging diseases. Verse 61. Now watch this. Also, every sickness and every plague or disease. Which is not written in the book of this law will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. Notice that he sums it all up. Because there's so many different kinds of sickness and disease. He names so many things. But then he says, listen. Also every sickness and every disease is a part of the curse. My, that is powerful. I love that. Knowing that sickness and disease is a part of the curse of the law. Because Christ became a curse for me, having redeemed us from the curse of the law. So say with me, say, Christ has redeemed us from every sickness and every plague, every disease. Let's say that one again. Christ has redeemed us from every sickness and every disease. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 62, you shall be left few in number, whereas you were as the stars of heaven and multitude, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. That's population control. Christ has redeemed us from population control. People that would try to reduce our population, kill off people. In our population. Thank God we've been redeemed from it. Verse 63. And it shall be that just as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and multiply you. So the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and bring you to nothing. And you shall be plucked from off the land which you go to possess. Say it with me. Say Christ has redeemed us from the curse of being plucked off the land that we live in. Then the Lord will scatter you among all peoples from one end of the earth to the other, and there you shall serve other gods which neither you nor your fathers have known, wood and stone. And among those nations you shall find no rest, and, shall, and nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place. But there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes, and anguish of soul, Tremble, a trembling heart. In other words, fearful. It's it's talking about panic attacks. Oh, man. Let's say it together. Say Christ has redeemed us from the curse of panic attacks, from fear, from failing eyes, and anguish of soul. I've been redeemed from it. I've been redeemed from it. In Jesus' name. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear day and night and have no assurance of life. No assurance. No, no thank God we got a blessed assurance. Hey Amen. We got a blessed assurance. You know, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You got to say these things. Say what you've been redeemed from. That's what we've been doing tonight. Say what we've been redeemed from. We've been redeemed from all these things. Verse 67, he says, In the morning you shall say, Oh, that it were evening. And at evening you shall say, Oh, uh, that it were, it were morning. Sounds like you can't sleep. Because of the fear which terrifies your heart and because of the sight which your eyes see. Thank God we've been redeemed from it, redeemed from this curse. Verse 68, and the Lord will take you back to Egypt in ships by the way of which I said to you, you shall never see it again. And there you shall be offered for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. No one want anything to do with you. No favor, no love, no nothing. Just a lonely, pitiful life. That's the life of the cursed. Thank God. Let's say it together. Christ has redeemed us. From the curse of being rejected and enslaved by sin and sinful people. Christ has redeemed us from tyranny, from bondage, in Jesus' name. We've been blessed to be free, full of life, to prosper, to be in health. Somebody say, I'm blessed. I'm healthy. Christ took the curse. I can't be cursed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Man, wasn't that exciting? I told you to be excited about the curses. Because now you know you've been redeemed from it. And again, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Keep declaring these things when you say these things. It releases your faith in God's word, which gives God the legal right to move on our behalf and to establish what he said in our life, in our nation, in our world. You've got to declare your redemption. Amen. And man, I'm telling you, we should be so excited about it. We want to share it. We want to share it with others. Tell people, man, you got to understand, Jesus didn't just take our sins. He took, he became a curse for us. He's redeemed us from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. He became a curse for us. Say, what's that? And you begin to share with them some of the things in the curse of the law. How about like every sickness, every disease, Jesus redeemed us from it. It's a curse. We're not going to take it. Praise God. If you miss it, If you do disobey, you repent. That's what we do. If we miss it, that's what we're going to do. We're going to run to God, not run from God. We're not going to cover our sins. We're going to confess our sins. We're going to repent. When we do, he cleanses us, washes us, and rids us of the curse that comes as a result of disobedience. Can you say amen? Praise God. Let's just thank the Lord right now. Father, we thank you so much for the word tonight. Thank you for revealing these things to us.